<laughs> Never knew what I was missing, but I knew once we start kissing, I found love. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that was just horrible. Shout out, to the, shout out to the 19 the 19s. Yo. Let's let, let's just start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Here. Hey, we can't do that because his face is stuffed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with the Homie. It's your boy, CJ, joined by my co-host, future author of the book, I Love My Baby Mama, I Never Let Her Go, Avery Dubois. He can't respond to that because, again, he's stuffing his face. And in the other corner, I got the man who is writing a gritty reboot about his life, Eugene McKeever. What up, y'all? The reboot is actually on Peacock right now. It's called Bel Air. That that show is fire. So that show is fire. I want to fight Carlton so bad, but that's just seen, good to be writing. I ain't seen episode one. I ain't seen all three episodes yet. Yeah, they wrote him as the perfect villain because he he's just awful. Yeah, I don't I don't like him at all. But like you remember and and um, yes, racist eyes. And Fresh Prince, like in the beginning, Carlton was a was a whole jerk. He was a whole jerk. I mean, not not to the extent this Carlton is, but this Carlton is wild. Yeah, <laughs> nah, this this Carlton need to get smacked a few times. He has a Proud Boys haircut. I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this this show is good. Too good. I I like what they did with Hillary. Um. Well, ex- expand on that. Avery, what do you mean you like what they did with Hillary? <laughs> what you like about Hillary? Well, what do you like about what they did with Hillary? Oh, I like that. And like she's Oh, you like entre- that? Okay. Wow. I like that she's an entrepreneur and she's like trying to like step out of her parent's shadow while the other Hillary, she was always asking for daddy's credit card, always asking for the money. Like not really, you know, being independent from her family. Are you referring to yourself as daddy? What? Since <laughs> <laughs> well, we are talking about things you like, Avery, here we are to talk about love and relationships this week. Valentine's Day has just passed, fellas. How, how was your Valentine's Day? What'd you What'd y'all do? We don't We don't celebrate that pagan holiday in this house. <laughs> We don't even acknowledge. I bought my wife uh, flowers on Tuesday. I respect that, my brother. Avery, did you do anything? No, I didn't do anything. Claude, what'd you do for Valentine's Day? So my wife and I have a wonderful tradition where we buy each other cookbooks. So as always, we bought each other cookbooks. And then this weekend, we will pick something from each cookbook and we'll make it. That's our wonderful little tradition. Uh, I, too, do not celebrate the pagan holiday that is Valentine's Day, but this was a wonderful compromise between the two of us. That's cool. That's cool. 
That's, that's nice. So, so we got this crazy collection of cookbooks now because we've been doing this for so, going on 10 years. Wait, I want to ask, what, what, kind, what kind of cuisine is this cookbook that she got you? So the one she got me, I am recently gluten-free. And one of the frustrations with being gluten-free is just feeling like you, you're restricted and limited, which you are in some ways. But she got me this great cookbook uh where it's just like a lot of gluten-free recipes and like really dope stuff i got her flavor by adalenji which i know neither one of you know who adalenji is but he is one of the best chefs in the world known primarily for his work with uh vegetables like he's a very veggie forward chef and so i got her one of his cookbooks so y'all don't find it funny that this black man got his white wife a cookbook called flavor That's that's cold, man. That's cold. <laughs> My wife can cook, thank you very much. <laughs> Mary, if you trying to say something without saying something. Oh, I promise you that didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought about. <laughs> this man got his white wife a cookbook titled Flavor. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take that. It's a great cookbook. But I'm gonna take that, Avery. I that's, thought you had I a mean, real that's, question. That's love right there, though. That's a real question. That's yeah, that's sure. a true definition of love. Like you see, you see the need and you meet the need. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna let you uh, get me in trouble. My wife can cook. She knows flavor. We have an abundance of cookbooks. She got a whole book on it now. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how many how many years have y'all been doing this? Man, I I want to say probably since the beginning, so pretty much ten years now. Damn, you have not been married ten years. Yeah, but we've been together. We actually been together for ten years this month. Wow. wow. Well, February twenty twelve, we like started talking, but yeah, ten years. Wow. I don't know how long I've been together. I know we've been married going it'll be nine years this year but this is really all i know do you remember your wife's birthday yeah oh just checking i don't know you seem like one of them dudes that that forget that kind of stuff no i don't forget stuff like that now we'll forget if she told me something like two days ago that she was going to do or like that she wanted me to do i'll forget that but i don't forget birthdays you sound like avery Avery will forget the conversation right after they have it. No, I'm not. I, I'm not that bad. Really? Really? No, nah, I'm just because we talking about love and relationships. Yeah. Today, so we, yeah. we going to work through work through our mess. Wow. It's all right. Wow. It's all right. We're going we to work through the mess on, on tonight. I remember and some I, conversations. OK, I remember some conversations. <laughs> you tell that to any woman and see how she feels. I remember some of the things, baby. I swear. <laughs> No, like, like, okay. I'm not saying like it's it's a low sum. It's like I remember most things, but I do admit that there are some things I forget. Like I'm human. There's some things I forget. Your voice got a little high there, buddy. You wow. you're trying to convince sounds us? Like, or you trying to convince like yourself? Sounds like wow. high pitch vo- voices. Are <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm I'm serious. There are some time, some things I do forget. 
like important things? No, not important things. What what important things have you forgotten in relationships, Avery? Like overall? Yeah, yeah. We, we we're working, An we're working through. An example uh-huh. of something important you forgot in a relationship that you have been in. So I've got to be extra specific with you. I mean, the only thing I could think of is something recent. Like, yeah, I care to dive into something recent. Yes, I will care to dive into something recent. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had planned a date and um, yeah, I wound up like taking a nap. (laughs) And (laughs) now, Wow. <laughs> wow. Let me finish before you crack up. Jeez. Boy, I'm sorry. Speak, um, speak your truth, King. Yeah. So I planned the date. I set the date, gave the details and everything, time where, you know, I wound up taking a nap, overslept. I get a call and I look at the time and I'm like, oh shit. I'm sorry. And we 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 thought of like continuing, you know, with the date, like just move on to the next part of the date. But then we we both knew it it wouldn't have been enjoyable if if we did. So yeah, that was something I forgot. So let me ask you this. Is that something you forgot or it wasn't? as important or priority to you because your sleep was more important the date was important the date was important for to me not as important as you taking a nap though so you want me to be lifeless and unenergized on the date she should give you you energy king were you were you already lifeless were you tired i was a little tired i had a long week that week so if, okay, if, so if you're tired, then wouldn't it make more sense to not go to sleep if you're tired? Because there's the potential that you could sleep longer than you anticipated. No, I had set my alarm, which my alarm I didn't hear. Okay, I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. So how do you propose you make amends for this uh, mishap? Well, I mean, we're, we're going on a date this week. I'm taking no nap. Nah, Avery be napping, boy. I ain't <laughs> never met an adult that nap like Avery. <laughs> don't take no nap. not take no nap. I cannot. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So we're, we're, we're going on a, on a date this week. So yeah, I mean we've talked about it. We've talked about other thing, other things, and um, yeah, like just just moving forward. That's that's the only thing we can do. What y'all going to do on this date? It's a is surprise. It a, it's a surprise. Wait, when is the date? Saturday. All right. So tell us now, and just tell her not to listen to the episode until after y'all date. No. Why not? Does she listen? Is she going to listen? She listens to the podcast. 
she she's the only Sorry, one that can listen to the podcast. <laughs> Wait, Meredith don't listen? No, she don't listen to this. And technically, she's not a significant other right now. It's like we're just dating. Oh, you better not take no nap. But she's never gonna end up a significant other. <laughs> would you would you like to unpack unpack this situation ship of yours? Wow. You are messy. You are messy. messy. The podcast. I just want the record We're talking to about show our lives. That for the first time, I have not been called the instigator. <laughs> it has been Claude. Carry on. What is not a situation ship? Okay. Two. Um, so, yeah, we we... We used to be together. We were engaged at one point. Oh, you don't um, have to go that deep, beloved. But since we're here, let's keep going. <laughs> wow. Ahead, y'all, y'all was engaged. Anyway, and you're so not wait, engaged to, anymore. To, to pull back the curtain, you always tell me to give, and I'm giving. That's, no, I'm, I'm, don't listen to him. Listen to me. <laughs> Keep going with that. Y'all were engaged. You're not anymore. And you're going on dates. Yeah. Action. Yeah. So we were, <laughs> you know, I can't. We were engaged at one point. We were engaged at one point. There were, there was just one conflict that just grew and grew and grew, which was like uncovering things within both of us and like we yeah it was just a lot it was getting tiring and messy and we were hurting each other and it was just getting too much for each other and um so that it it ended then we tried to date again um in a full-fledged relationship and yeah, it was just like things weren't resolved um, from the, the previous time we were together. And yeah, she she was just like, she can't anymore. And I respected that. And I also agreed that, you know, it wouldn't have been best for us to be together um, from, from what she said. Um, so we had to like set boundaries, spend some time apart, it was hard, um, at least for me, it was hard. And then we started to like re-engage in a friendship um, sometime around November. And, you know, we were just like wondering like what this was about, like what this was leading to. And, you know, I was just, came this year, I was just like, all right, let's, I would like to date you again. And she was like, all right, like, we, we could do this. But now it's, it's, it's basically like we, it's like a fresh start. It's like, everything's new, you know, there's, there's nothing solidified, nothing concrete. So it's just like, we're just dating. Y'all just, just dating. Just now, dating. For the people and myself, because I don't know the entire timeline of all of this engagement, breakup, dating. Like, I, what is the timeline 
of so, this whole not situationship, but this situation. You are also messy. I'm, no, I'm said. not trying to be messy. I don't, <laughs> you, like, I, I don't know how else to categorize it. Oh man. Anyway, um, August 2020, we met on an app called Bumble. Um, we are not getting sponsorship, by the way. Um, but if they would like to, but Bumble, if you wanted to come through and sponsor <laughs> kicking it with the homies, we make matches over here. We make matches, <laughs> and from the looks of the story, lasting matches. Go ahead, Avery. All right. So August, August 2020. Met August 2020. Yeah, on Bumble. On Bumble, you got yeah. engaged. When? <laughs> we got engaged. December 2020. Dang! <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even a full season. Yeah. This one, y'all, y'all was together one full season was like, all right, we're going to do this for life. But hey, yeah. these don't. I'm, I'm currently watching a show called Married at First Sight. So, oh, how you like it? Oh, I love it. Nice. This week they come back from the honeymoon, so that's when the real mess starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot engage in this conversation. <laughs> it's 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 a good, it's a, it's the good it's a, kind of controversial show. Yeah. It is a fun time. Yeah. Okay. Some see, yeah. Back back met, to met on August twenty twenty. August yeah. twenty twenty. Engaged December twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Did you propose on Christmas? No. Okay. Before or after Christmas? Before Christmas. Before Christmas. Early December. Okay. Then. Um, it was mid-December. Anything before Christmas is early December. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you break up, call off the engagement. When? May 2021. I mean, I would hope 2021 since you got engaged at the end of 2020. <laughs> okay. When in 2021? Roughly, if you don't remember. No, I said exactly. May. I said May 2021. May, May yeah. 2021. Yeah. So, Matthew, you're the finance, I mean, Claude, you're the uh, finance major. How many, how many months is that? From August to May? August to May. Uh, I don't know. September, October, November. December. Claude, you're the finance major. <laughs> nine months. <laughs> Listen, I'm a writer now. Is it nine months? I don't work in finance. Yeah. Yeah. Nine months. Okay. So about a full-term pregnancy, y'all together, and then both <laughs> Yes. I hated that so, analogy, sir. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, no one was pregnant from this situation. Not to say the babies are bad, but you all barely knew each other so yeah that may have been a rough time so yeah. now okay so we're may 2021 tried to date again didn't work out and now y'all are now you all are full-fledged just dating yeah now is there the potential for something serious to happen from dating this time is that Not what you sure. want
Go ahead, go ahead, be honest. Go ahead. I see, I see you think. I see, I see you going through answers. I see, I see you. You just had an answer, and you, you had a response that she may have to listening to that answer. Go ahead with that answer. Um, <laughs> be honest. Damn. Is that what you want? I'm hot. Sorry, stop. Um, <laughs> look, what you do, what you and your lady do, that's your business. You don't need to tell us that you're hot. Okay? <laughs> um. So the, the question is, um, basically, do what do you, I want? is is a relationship out of this, this thing? I'm not, I'm so, not gonna call so, it a situation. So my, so my honest, so my honest answer that that would be ideal. That a would, relationship that would, would be ideal. I mean, that's would honest. Be ideal. Yeah, but I am also being realistic and understanding that that may not be a possibility. Okay, how would you feel if it doesn't happen? If there isn't a relationship on this, like, what, what do y'all what what do y'all do from what do y'all do with that? Like all this time invested, and you're like, you know, it's just not going to work out. Are y'all going to remain friends? And yeah. if so, how? How do you remain friends with someone you were engaged with? Because being engaged with somebody that's a different level of commitment than just dating them. I'm telling you from someone. I'm telling you from someone who was previously <laughs> engaged. Um, no, like I, I believe that we we could be friends. Like there would have to be uh, some things like we we can't do together. Like you know, um, just at least. <laughs> <laughs> really bro really well, I, mean, that, I mean friend friends don't friends shouldn't be doing that i mean what you do with your friendships that's on you but i wouldn't i anyway um so yeah no like they're like there's going to be boundaries set that's yeah boundaries basically boundary set yeah there's going to be boundary set okay yeah uh, okay so I'm curious now to hear about your story of this previous engagement. Oh, I've got nothing to tell you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, uh, like, Avery, Avery need the heat off him right now. So what's, Cause, what's... Cause, because he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's what, what what's you your... what you want to know, Avery? I was I want to know the story. Who, what, when, where, why, how? But we're not going to get into specifics of names. Um, oh, that's but if fine. you if you, you know me, names. you know if you know me, you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I mean we met in school in you know Johnson and Wells. Um, we were talking for we talked dated for like a year before we got for I'm trying to think of the time it was about it was about two years we dated. Um, before we got engaged, I thought that this was the one. Now, granted, I was very, I was newly into church, newly into my relationship with God. And the Bible says it's better to marry than to burn. And so I was like, okay, I don't want to fornicate and burn. I love her. I'm going to go ahead and get married. Despite now, everyone in your life telling you that this is I'm not trying to get a good there. idea. Oh, I'm trying right, to get there. Right. Wait, 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 wait. So 
Wait, well, okay. You know what? I'm going to let you get there. I'm trying to get there. So I just believed, hey, everyone will come around and see the good that I see in this young lady. No one ever got there. I was there by myself. <laughs> all by yourself. Which I was there all by myself. Um, I mean, but it really, it taught me one, you know, just because you had a good situation with somebody, like things were good between y'all, that doesn't mean that that has to be the end all be all. But were they good? In my back? mind, in my mind, they were good. Now I made a lot how, of compromises. How, how bad was this person? She honestly, she wasn't terrible. There was just Claude. Why are you looking at me over your glasses like a middle school librarian? <laughs> I I need an outside voice right now, Claude. How bad? And first off, you CJ, dude, don't follow this man's lead, Claude. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, she she had a terrible attitude. She did have terrible attitude. She did have was attitude. very controlling. Eugene wasn't mm-hmm. allowed outside. I'd be like, yo, G, let's was, go. She's like, nah. You was in a domestic relationship. I wasn't. I just, I chose peace you over, I chose, I chose peace over violence. You are a survivor. And the violence, <laughs> violence to me was an argument. And I was like, I don't feel like arguing with her. So I'm going to just not go. Did she call you anywhere? Names? Huh? Did she call anywhere? you names? No, she wasn't calling me names. Did she curse at you? No, it was just, it was an argument. Did, like, I just, you, I don't like confrontation. Do you feel afraid, you know? No, I'm not afraid you? now. I'm afraid, I mean, my <laughs> wife, now I'm afraid for a whole different set of reasons as to I'm just, I'm just, you know, like, one, like, that sounded like a, a domestic violence. I was, so when we got engaged, I was 20, 21. I was 21 how when we got engaged. She, how was she? She was 23, had just turned 23. So, I mean, she was older slightly, but it wasn't that much older than me. And she was only a year ahead of me in school. Um, but at the time I thought that, hey, this, this can actually work. Like this, this can work. And like, she wasn't, it, everything wasn't all bad. Like there, she did have good qualities about her. Like she was caring. She was loving when she didn't have an attitude. She, <laughs> <laughs> like she was thoughtful. She was very creative. And so like, I can't take those things away from her. Like it wasn't all bad, but so what, why were, why were you what happened? Cause I was just, at the time I was just like, I'd rather be spending time with her than spending time with anybody else. Mm. That's a god honest yep. truth. I just wanted to be spending time with her. You also now, didn't have many options. All right, so I'm trying to finish my story. So. Go, go ahead, King. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to finish my story. Um, I just realized that there were just there were things that I wasn't going to be able to deal with long term, like on a marriage level, like for life. And so I had started, I started to check out and one night we were on the phone. She was like, Hey, tell me the, cause we had been arguing for like, I would say at least a 
every day for like a month. And so we were arguing and she was like, well, just tell me what you don't like about me. So I ran off a list of things that I did not like. And at that moment, she said, well, I can't do this. We broke up in that moment. And that was that. You know, I don't think I ever knew that story. You didn't know that? Nah. Yeah, I was on my way. I was, I was, and I, I vividly remember it was a Saturday night. I was on my way back home. I forget where I was coming from, but I was on my way back home and I was staying off of Independence in those apartments over there off of Independence. I don't think you ever came to us. I think you helped me move in, but that was it. Mm. But I was staying over there and we was on the phone. I was pulling into the complex when we, when we got to that point in the conversation. And by the time I pulled up to my to my door, we were broken up. You want to shed a little tear right now? No, I'm good. No, I don't need to shed a tear. Oh, you, you want to talk about? You want to bring up tears? <laughs> I didn't cry, man. You want to bring up story. tears? You can tell that story whatever way you want. I did not cry. You want to bring up tears? Wait, who who <laughs> CJ cried over? All right, so I guess it's my turn. Uh, Back in college, my first girlfriend in college, she, long story short, she cheated on me, treat me badly. Um, At one time, and I still to this day don't understand why, insinuated that maybe Eugene and I were in a relationship because we were so close. I never knew that. What? Yeah, she's like, you know, people, people say, you know, they're always together. And I'm like, girl, come on. I, I never knew that yeah so eventually we we break up and like any dumb 18 year old i'm like i need to get her back i need to get her back she's my everything uh and you know it i will simply say it uh in the nicest way possible i dodged a bullet uh similar to eugene no one around me really liked her but for some reason, us as men, when we have our noses open, we we can't quite see that what's in front of us is bad and we will justify it any way that we can. And no matter how many wise voices around us are trying to say, stop, we don't listen. And so that was a, yeah, that was me with her. The story that Eugene is referring to is a night in which we were underage drinking, which I don't condone to my young listeners. Um, and I sat there and I, I'll never forget it because it was a really funny moment, but I was like, she's like my thumb. You, you need your thumb. <laughs> you, you know how with your hand, you can function without all of your other fingers, but you need your thumb. Like, she's like my thumb. I was so dumb, but I was also, you know, I consider myself a poet. So I thought this really flowery language to, to convey my deep feelings for this girl yeah, I, it was just stupid. Uh, but, you know, you live and you learn and you hopefully don't make the same mistake, mistakes twice. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully. So it sounds like all of us have had a hard time listening to good advice when it comes to relationships. What is either the best or the worst advice you've received? in a relationship for or pertaining to a relationship i should say mm. 
I think the worst advice, in my opinion, was, you know, I'm 16 years old. My family tends to have, at least the men on my father's side, tend to have like a track record of, you know, producing offspring, you know, before they get married. And I didn't want that for myself, even at a young age. Um, but he would tell me, just wrap it up. You know, if you're gonna have sex, just wrap it up. And like, I'm 16 at the time. And it's just like, why would you tell me that at a young age to just go out there and have sex? And at least, you know, yes, in a safe way, safest way possible, but it's just like, for me to get engaged in that at such a young age, but I'm not like fully developed mentally, you know, emotionally, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just like, I feel like that was, that was the worst advice I've ever, ever gotten, in my opinion. Um, I, I can't remember any, I can't remember any bad advice. I mean, obviously from my story, I really didn't take advice from people <laughs> pertaining to my relationships. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, but I would say a piece of good advice that I got was, I forget who it was that told me, or I may have just overheard someone telling someone else, and I was like, I need to apply this to my own life. Um, it was just doing whatever it takes to make sure that your family is okay. And when it comes to relationships, when how that pertains to relationships, especially my relationship, my wife was a single mother before we got married. So the mindset of a single mother is they just want to make sure that they're secure. They want to make sure that they're secure and that their child is secure. And there were times that, you know, I would, I would walk 45 minutes to the bus stop. And she didn't make me walk 45 minutes at the bus stop. You know, she was willing to to take me, but her taking me meant that she had to get our son up. No, the, the oldest son. At the time, he was eight, maybe nine, early on a Saturday, on a, early on a Sunday morning to take me to the bus stop so that I can get to work on time. So in order to make sure that they were okay, I would wake up extra early, walk 45 minutes to make sure I got to the bus so I can catch the train to get to work um most recently this this happened a couple times i i like to put money aside for shoes and so you know i have money sitting aside i have my money you know stashed in my my offshore account also known as my cash app and i'm realized hey we're short on bills and so i gotta put what I want aside for the sake of the family, for the sake of the household. Um, and I think that's, you know, even when it comes to make sure that they're okay emotionally, mentally, not just financially and provided for, but making sure that they know that they are loved, that they are important, that they are valued, that I'm here for them, um, doing whatever it takes. So that means that I have to lose sleep to make sure that they are okay, to make sure that lunches are made and clothes are out, you know, doing whatever it takes for the family. You know, that sounds good and all, but you saying 
even if you have to lose sleep means absolutely nothing because you don't sleep anyway. I mean, this is true. <laughs> so it sounds real noble, but this you don't sleep. <laughs> this is very true. I mean, I'm sleeping right now, but. But you're not going to sleep, though. You'll be up to 2 a.m. No, I'm not going to be up to 2 a.m. I already cleaned the kitchen. I'm going to sleep right after we get off of this call. Look, look, look at you, King. Got the kitchen cleaned already. That's right. I'm, yeah, I'm a regular Cinderella. Um, what was the best piece of advice or worst piece of advice you got, Claude? Uh, I think the best piece of advice I got was actually from my dad right before I got married. He said, there are going to be days that you wake up and you won't want to be married those are the days you need to fight for your marriage. And when he said that, I was like, oh, nah, come on, son. And no one tells you like how quickly that feeling comes or how often that feeling comes. You know, I feel like I talk, I talk to a lot of young guys who are on the precipice of marriage. And I find that, because again, guys, I think we're just on some level, we're just kind of dumb, like just like a baseline four out of 10. And it just kind of gets worse from there. But, you know, you talk to a lot of guys and you go and they go, oh, no, no, that's not going to happen to me. Or, yeah, yeah, my marriage is going to be different. And it's like we have millions, if not billions of marriages before you that say otherwise. And these are the things that you need to look out for and be and just be mindful of and be prepared for, because otherwise it'll sneak up on you and you don't want to be caught with your pants down literally or figuratively uh so just like having him say that and then I want to say it's probably like three or four months in where I just woke up one day and I was like man I don't feel like being sacrificial today I don't feel like being with someone else today Uh, I learned a lot about myself in marriage specifically how introverted I am uh I I had lived alone basically since I was like 17 or I had like one roommate when when we were in college, like when we lived together. And so I was always coming back two. home. At well, one point, at one, I had at two. one point you had three. I will. <laughs> <laughs> they got the dude that was living on the floor. <laughs> I was like, yo, he, he just stayed here for a few days. On the floor, though? On the floor. On the floor. In the living room, which was my room. Yeah. But like, I, I was used to coming home to, to myself pretty much. Like, and all of a sudden, day in and day out, you are always with this person. You know, for me, I was just like, man, like, I just need some time to myself to recharge. Like, I didn't realize how much being around people drained me because I, I always got to go home alone. But thinking about that idea of uh, when I get married, it's not going to be like that reminds me of my man, Avery. I actually use you in a in an illustration, but I never say your name. But you are an illustration. Uh, <laughs> so there was this one time we were talking, and Avery said to me, "Yeah, but like when I get married, we're not going to fight about about the little things. It's only going to be the big things." <laughs> I, I said, "Oh, my sweet child." Words of a man that has not been married. You don't know. See, because we, I think in life, and this is this isn't just relationships; it's anything in life, right? Like we like to think that there are these big moments that define us, but really the big moments come two, maybe three times in life. It's the, it's the little things every single day. So 
that makes you who you are. So I think it was Aristotle said it. You not are what you say you are. You are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence is a habit. And in the same way, in your marriage or just in your relationship, it's the little things. Like you, the little arguments. Why do you put the mail over there? Why do you, why do you not uh, pick up your coat when you take it off? Why, why are you, you a not, psycho? Why do you not clean off the griddle as soon as you use it? Why, why do, do you, you not load, take why the do you load the, Why do you load the dishwasher this way? Mm-mm. Why do you take the toothpaste from the middle and not from the bottom? Why, like it? Why is the toilet paper being rolled, being pulled down under rather than over? Yo, that was my next. One. <laughs> <laughs> what color are the sheets? Like it, it's just it's all these of sheets these don't match. Little things, all of the little things. But how many how many big life changing arguments have you had in marriage? You know, coming up on nine years. Uh. I think like two or three big arguments big like to arguments this, right to this days to get over i would say like two or three yeah so i'm mm-hmm. i'm a year behind you so you know eight years in two yeah. two that i can like clearly think of off the top of my head avery how, in your marriage how many big arguments have you had <laughs> The, the shots, the shade, the. Nah, it's no, geez. it's no shots of shade, but it's it no is. shots of shade. This is wisdom. Yeah, like it's indicative though, because uh, it's not just you. Like I talk to a lot of guys who are, you know, about to get married or thinking about getting married, and when you bring these things up to them, it's like, oh no, 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 that won't be me. And it's like I don't know a single person who is married that is honest that would say, that wouldn't say this is them like this is this is all of us we all go through this and it's figuring out you know we are married how do we work through this together yeah there's there's no going all right i'm gonna go back to my apartment yeah this you're not doing that unless you're Alyssa on married at first sight who believes that she should be married and living in a separate apartment (laughs) (laughs) i mean they they no, they didn't have that before. But no, I think they did. Yeah, for one season they had the couples had they had two apartments, and some some couples wound up using it. No, it wasn't two apartments. It was two bedrooms. It was a two bedroom apartment. Yeah. So they wind up one couple wind up sleeping in separate bedrooms. Yeah, so that's crazy. My wife gets upset if I sleep on the couch, let alone. A whole different bedroom. Mm. I mean, I'm old. I just be falling asleep. Because <laughs> you don't sleep. I literally fell asleep sitting up the other night. Like, literally, <laughs> just like this. Like, I just put my head down and I fell asleep. How old are you? <laughs> we all the same age. Why are you falling? Why? We have clearly all aged very differently. Very different. very different. So I guess you're the old man of the group then. You fall asleep on the couch like that. I mean, yeah, I took a little power nap, like 30 minutes, an hour, <laughs> and then I'm up for the next six. And you don't sleep. Like you're young old. Yeah, I've always been young old. Like a toddler. Let me live, King. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the worst day child ever been on? I would say 
Remember that time we went to a game? We went to a Hornets game and you were dating your ex and you wanted me to go with her friend who I did not like. Which friend? She stayed in Sycamore. Gosh, this is so long ago. Like, hey. We, we went to a Hornets game. They were the Bobcats at the time. And give me the first letter of the friend's name. B. <laughs> I was mad the entire time. Because apparently this girl liked me and I didn't know. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, we're just going as friends accompanying this couple. Well, that was your but first she, mistake. Yeah, that was my first mistake. But she was thinking, oh, I'm going to get to know him and get him to like me. So the whole time she's like buying for my attention, trying to get me to notice her, like trying to have like small talk and stuff. And I'm like, ma'am, I really, I'm really not into this. I really just want to watch the game. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> I would say that's that was the worst date. And we met for the first, we met at a speed dating event that the school had. And I just did the speed dating just because I was bored and I didn't have a Valentine. So I was like, I'm going to go in here and tell every girl that I meet a different story about myself. Very on brand for you. Very on brand. Because I mean, I was bored. So I was like, I'm just, I'm just make stuff up as I go. I'm, I'm really into improv if you don't know. So we meet, and so the next, like a couple of days later, Claude's like, oh, so-and-so, my girl's friend, you know, she's going to be here. We got tickets to this game. You trying to go with us? I'm like, okay. Not thinking that it's supposed, like in her mind, she's thinking it's a double date. I was so mad the entire time. I ignored her for the rest of the year. You really did. That was a, that was a jerk move by you. I was young. She was kind. Mm. <laughs> Avery, what's the worst date you ever been on? No. Besides the one you missed where you fell asleep. Wow. <laughs> well, technically, he didn't go on that date, so it can't he be. He didn't that go one. on that date, yeah. I mean, no. you went on, you tried to go on the rest of the date. Yeah, I mean it was it was good things. It just it just won't have been enjoyable. But anyway, um, I think the worst date that comes to mind was like when I like was first starting to date, and I picked a bowling alley, you know, to go bowling, you know, for the first date, and. You know, I'm thinking it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun time. Like, I enjoy bowling. And, you know, it, like, yeah, it would have been a great time. And then we go get something to eat afterwards. Um, so I get there. She's there already, I, I believe. And it's a whole police retirement party, I think. Like, it was just <laughs> avoid something. And they're loud. They're drunk. Like, they're just having a good old time, but just like loud and drunk. 
So like we can't we can't really con- converse. We can't really say conversation. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> I um, want to hold a conversation to lose black people. <laughs> anyway. We were um, about to talk. Just talking. <laughs> no, like we were we were trying like we couldn't hear each we couldn't hear each other. Um so like and it ruined the vibe of the bowling. Um so you just like, yo, do you want to get out of here? And we did. And we went to my favorite restaurant. Um TGI Fridays. Hell no. <laughs> Sweet chick. Um and oh wait, who was this? Nobody you know. Oh. Like it was it was a first date type of thing and it didn't go nowhere. But yeah, it because like, I couldn't compensate. No, like when we <laughs> when we did, like honestly, I don't even remember what we talked about, but I was just like I was turned off at some point and I was just like, yeah, like this ain't gonna work. And CJ could to testify. Like I'm very picky. And like I'll find okay. any, I know, like I would find any and every excuse. My man finds every flaw. Yes. So you be you be looking at women like with a fine looking through women with a fine tooth comb, looking for things to be wrong not a fine tooth comb but like if something stands out and i don't like it like i would use it as a reason why i wouldn't pursue the person and you don't like a lot of things so <laughs> so do you just I'm not want to pursue women whoa what <laughs> i mean that's i mean it just sounds like you don't want to pursue anybody so you're like uh i don't like this so i'm done this stands out so i'm done like do you give any grace <laughs> I give grace. So what what's something that stood out that you were like, okay, I can't do this anymore? What are you talking about? What's something that you saw in a in a girl that you was dating or you went out on the date on and you was like, nah, this this stands out. I can't do this. That did I tell you this year? I I don't think I told you this. Depends on who it is. Kelly. Oh, you just gonna say her name like that, beloved? Ooh. But no, Ooh. you did not tell me. So now I would like to hear it. Um, so she was cool. Uh, she's cool people's. Um, but I I remember like talking to her, like trying to get to know her. I think that like, she was trying to get to know me more as well. I don't know. I'm assuming. Um, and you know, as we were talking, um. I realized like she knew no pop references. Oh and yeah. I, and I was just like screaming inside every time like I mentioned like a popular reference. And it was it was because of, of how she was raised, like how she was raised in her home. Like what do you mean by popular reference? Like what's like one pop, example? Like pop culture. Like I don't think. Did she not know who Michael Jackson was or like any of his songs? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Something unimportant. Wow. But wow. you took it as everything. <laughs> I mean, because that's, I mean, because you could take that, okay, you don't know these things. So let me teach you. That's a whole nother day. 
Yeah. Yeah. You you missed you messed up because she didn't know Michael Jackson. What? That's you could have you could have planned a whole nother date around pop culture. Uh, missed missed out, Avery. So I, I think that leads into a good question about what is important to look for in in a significant other. Like what matters versus what's trivial, like not knowing my favorite songs. Got it. Important um, overall or important to us specifically? I, I think Im- important overall because we can talk about what's important to us specifically because that that's a that's a subjective question. And it's one of those things where we can ask, are you just being extra right now? Or mm-hmm. is that a an actually important thing? That could be a, a, another episode in itself then. <laughs> um but I, I think what's what's important overall, what's what sticks out to me is character. Um, like people, people like to say like, oh, this you know this person's ugly. Like talking about their physical appearance, and they that's why they don't like get to know them. Um, but then it's just like no, like ugliness refers to your character, your personality, like who you are. Like if you have an ugly disposition, but you're the most beautiful person in the world like your your character like tarnishes you know your beauty because nobody don't want to deal with you yeah i mean that would that would be my same answer as someone who (laughs) gosh you know it's really hard doing this podcast with someone who's known you for so long because anything (laughs) you say they will immediately know what you're talking about (laughs) <laughs> but as someone who has dated more than one model with, uh, or wannabe models, depending on how you look at it, with bad <laughs> attitudes and ugly characters, they, you Terrible can't put a price on that. It's a, what's the saying? It's her, her mind is going to raise your kids and not her body. Mm-hmm. And I can say that is, yeah, yeah, character above all. I too would say character. Um, I also, this may be specific to me, but I feel like it's important overall. You have to, I believe you have to be with somebody who is able to not take themselves too seriously. Because there's going to be times when things are tense, things are going to get hard, things are going to get difficult, and you got to be able to laugh and make light of the situation in order to get through it. Mm. I know for me specifically, before me and my wife got, before we even started dating, like I let her know, hey, I'm going to make fun of you. And if you get mad, I'm going to make even more fun of you. And she did something and I made fun of her and she got angry. And I just kept joking on her. And here we are. We got to we got together in 2000, got together in 2009, broke up for like a year, then got back together. So here we are overall, that 13 years later. And she is understanding that I will make jokes. And I will, I will make fun of you specifically. Anybody will get these jokes from you to the kids to my grandmother 
anyone's going to get these jokes. Even your grandmother. Even my grandmother. I make fun of my grandmother all the time. He's for playing lying. the lottery. And she still hasn't won. She still hasn't won the lottery. She plays it every week. Dude, I respect I was, that every... That, oh, no, nah, go ahead. No, I was just no. saying that, that that's what's important to me. Right, yeah, Avery, what's the thing that's important to you? Hmm. Now feel free to use this moment to uh, send a sub if you want. I no, I do not send <laughs> subs. <laughs> if I was saying, in my when you control the content, you get you know you decide uh, control the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get in front of the story. Oh man, um, I'm I'm not. I will not use my power for evil. Um, but where's the fun in that? Uh, what's, what's the point of power? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, what's what's important to me um, is I think it's somewhat similar to what you said, Eugene. But I think. It's like you're down to earth. Like you, like you don't have to. Like you don't. Like you don't take everything like seriously. Like you're not rigid. Like it's it's some evenness to how you live. Like some things, like you know, like you're serious about other things. You're just like, I right, whatever. Like this. This ain't that serious, you know, like someone who who has balance and who's down to earth. So that's that's important. Claude, what's See? important to you? Yeah. I dig that. Uh what did I what did I tell my wife was important to me <laughs> back in the day? <laughs> oh wow. Uh, well, you know, it's 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 more so that I think, and this can kind of lead into the next part of the conversation. Uh you know, you grow and you change over time. And what what may have been important to you 10 years ago isn't what's important to you today. So I'm trying to think of what I said was important back then, which was probably something innocuous. Like, you got to be able to cook because <laughs> I don't want to be the only one cooking. You know, you I do think there is a level of you learn with each relationship what you don't want in the next one. And you kind of collect those experiences depending on how much you dated and you you kind of bring that baggage with you into the next relationship, which it has it, it has its pluses and its minuses. So for me, I know back in the day, it was like, nah, you got, you got to be able to cook because it's not that I'm like, oh, a woman's place is in the kitchen, which if you guys want to have that conversation and argument, I'm not here for it. I respect my ladies. I see you, Avery, trying to get there. Nope. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not, to, not today. Whoa. Not today. But like I, I dated this girl in college who I would cook all the time and she would never cook. And when I would ask her to, it was like a big argument. And so I was like, all right, you know, whoever I marry has to be able to cook. Like I love cooking. I do the majority of the cooking in my house now. But if I don't feel like it, you know, the hope would be that you can pick up on that end. But now I just order Uber Eats and caviar when I don't feel like cooking. So see, okay. what was important okay, 10 years ago ain't important now. Oh, son, I, I eat all my money. I It's sad. Just eating up the whole check. Okay. So, you know, if you if you got it like that, I let do me not. show you what a year and a half of unemployment can do for you, my brother. No, I don't want to know what a year and a half of unemployment can do. 
It'll change your life. For real. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about that uh that growth a little bit. You know, I I always say that when I when I'm trying to counsel my young boys, that the person you you stand in front of that altar and marry is not going to be the same person looking at you five years from now. Because you both grow and you both change. And the hope is that you you both will keep growing and keep changing. You know, you never want to be stagnant and just the same person today that you were 10 years ago. But in marriage, that means learning how to live with that new version of them and that new version of you and growing together. So I guess this is more of a question for Eugene, but what's the biggest way you think you've changed in, you know, the decade that you and Christina have been together? Um, man, I just fart. really stinks. Um, I would say the biggest way that I've changed is not being afraid of confrontation. Mm. Um, what I'm realizing over time is that confrontation is not all bad. Like sometimes you need to have confrontation and there has to be an argument. There has to be a heated discussion in order to hash things out and move forward. For so long, like I would just shy away from conflict. I would do anything I possibly could to avoid having to be confrontational, having to say something that may start an argument. Like I would just shy away from it. I would suppress things and just act like everything is okay and try to go on with my day, knowing that internally, like I was not okay. Um, but over time, I realized, like I just I can't avoid confrontation. Well, that's really healthy, Avery. Um, pizza to chips. That a bag of chips. That's a bag of chips. <laughs> Yo, my man is better for diabetes. Kettle <laughs> chips. Thank you. Kettle chips. Yo, don't be chewing on the mic and crinkling that bag on the mic. <laughs> hey, yeah. Do you have to eat that right now? No, I'm not going to eat it right now. So you got up and left the pod to go get a bag of chips that you're not going to eat. Okay. Continue story, Eugene. Continue. <laughs> You didn't go, you weren't gone long. So were those chips just in your room? <laughs> no, I'm not even in my room. Okay. What? Eugene, continue with your story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just not being afraid of conversation. I would say that was has been my biggest area of growth is confronting issues and not being afraid of what everyone else is going to say. Now this may seem kind of superficial and shallow, but at the end of the day, my wife is not going to divorce me because I confronted her on an issue or we had an argument. But that was always, that was my fear because I'm carrying things from past relationships. Like, oh, if I say something, then they're going to get upset and it's going to mess up our relationship and she's not going to talk to me anymore. But that's, that's never been the case. Like my wife, she, she, it has no problem with confrontation. She, God, he is tearing them chips up, boy. He just said he wasn't going to eat them right now. Just said he wasn't going. I know he's going. I know he's going to go on mute and eat them chips. I don't know if everybody's going to eat the chips. But my my wife, like, she's always been. She's always somebody that speaks her mind. Never was afraid to say what was on her mind and say how she felt. 
I was not always like that. And so I shied away from confrontation. And so I would say that would be my biggest area of growth. Two things. One, you weren't kidding when you said anybody could get these jokes, whatever, whatever. Um, two, like, how did you, how do you, I guess, like, work through that or like what, what contributed to that growth process? I just realized like there was a lot, there were things that were happening that I knew I needed to confront, like I needed to address them. But because I wasn't, things were just falling through the cracks. And until I addressed and said, hey, this can't keep happening. You're, we're going to have to change how we do this process. We're going to have to change how we tackle this particular situation. We're going to have to do this thing a different way. Until I said that, then things were just continuing to not be in a good place. And so once I saw the result, like, oh, okay, she wasn't that mad. She really agreed with me. Then I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. Now, I still don't like confrontation, but I'm just, I'm not as fearful of confrontation as I was. Cool. So you're saying like, you realizing like, not all the time, like it's negative. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not negative. But my view on confrontation was until, you know, I actually started confronting things. My view on confrontation was if there's an argument, things are bad, which is not always the case. Yeah. Sometimes arguments are bad and I don't like them and they scare me. But there's times that, you know, I have to confront things. I have to, I have to address them. Because as the leader in the house, like there's things that I see that they may not see. And there's there's things that my outlook on things may be completely different from theirs. And me voicing, hey, this is how we need to do things may bring things together and start to put things in line like, okay, they didn't have this level of structure in this particular area, but now that he says something, we understand how this thing needs to be handled. Gotcha. So CJ, what's, what's, what would you say an area that you grew in? Uh, I, I think it's definitely my confidence and self-assuredness is probably that's probably the biggest area if I look at who I am today at 34 versus who I was at 26 uh I'm much more confident in myself um I have a better ideal and handle on who I am even as I I grow and process through that because I I think that we constantly change as people that, that's the hope because we there are plenty of people we know who have been the same for the last 30 years and they think they've got it all figured out but the hope is and I and that's just how I'm wired right like you know how I am I read 50 books a year I'm constantly learning for me to take in all of that information and constantly be trying to improve myself and not change would be would be kind of scary actually so I think that just the biggest area is just 
in terms of my growth, uh, in terms of how how well I know myself. There are things, there are things that I probably should have worked through before marriage that I probably didn't realize was there, honestly. And you know, that's you know, shadows, family of origin type things, uh, how I handle conflict, knowing how I handle conflict, knowing certain things about my own personality, like recognizing that I wasn't like that I'm introverted, like not knowing that until after I was married. Like that's a that's a big deal. Uh obviously I have three kids. There were times where I absolutely wanted kids, times where I was like, I don't know if I can have kids. After each one, I was like, I can't do any more. And but here I am with three and I say I can't do any more now, but who knows? Like I maybe could do another one. So it's a yeah, I think it's just not just knowing myself better but recognizing that on some level there is constant change on some level there is constant growth and being okay with that uh obviously you you have your kind of core values and the things that that guide you but yeah there's some things secondary tertiary maybe even quadrate things that that change as well I didn't know there were numbers after secondary. Oh, man, it's secondary, tertiary, <laughs> quadrary, queenary, and then I think septary? No, that would be seven. I think it's, I think it's secretary. So you, t- you tell me what it is. Secretaries? It's not secretaries. Respect secretaries, Avery. Or, or probably sex, sex, Terry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a podcast. What's wrong with you, Avery? <laughs> Why do y'all take week? it there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Every single week, we got to tell this man to tone it why, down. Why y'all take it there? Last time you talk, you talk about touching yourself in the, in the shower. No, what? <laughs> Manscaping. Oh my gosh! Anyway, I, I, well, Avery, I Avery, in your your uh your year and a half of this past your situation, I didn't say it, Claude. I see as your <laughs> bind, sir. I see as your bind, messy bun, cup of tea, crisscross applesauce. You know my vibes. Oh man! What would you say is your biggest area of growth? Um, you better have a good answer for this, boy. Wow. No um, pressure, though. I, from my point of view, I would say my my area of growth would be learning to not hide and not run away from confrontation. Um, I think I'm I'm still learning to bring up confrontation. Um, but I think for right now, I think my biggest area of growth is like not hiding, not running away when there's a, a, a conflict um, taking place. All right. So I think here's where we'll end it. What do you think? And we'll talk specifically to the men here. What do you think is the one piece of advice? Are we not one thing that every man should know before entering into a relationship? Go ahead and say it, Avery. Ah, don't. go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> ah. You had an answer, then you sh- you shook it off like a 
like a baseball catcher. Go with some <laughs> with what's on your heart, bro. Oh, man. Mm. No. Go ahead no. and say it. Oh, I, why, why? Why? You just talked about confrontation. You got to confront whatever it is that came up <laughs> in your mind as the answer to that question. Ah, no, gonna okay. be no Hippocrates on this podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Um, to to find out like what, um, like what ails you. Not, not. I mean, yes, physically, sure, by all means. Um, but like, what, what are those things in your life that that uh, causes you? not to grow in certain areas um so yeah like figure out those things and learn learn how to tackle them before i mean some of them will still be there even throughout the relationship but just like learning how to address them beforehand um i think that that would be helpful eugene what say you um wait what was the question no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I would say understand that you and your significant other come from different backgrounds, different life experiences, have different views on life in the same world that you live in. You may have different views on how things come together and understand how to work through those differences. So an example I'll give you, growing up, my wife, my wife's parents, they really, they were strict. They wouldn't let her go anywhere. They had her in private school like it was a small private school that was through their church and then they sent her off to boarding school then they homeschooled her and she had to beg them in order to go to public school her senior year so then when they let her go to school they were like you're there just to learn and you don't don't talk to anybody don't you know deal with anybody and she like that, that shaped how she is today and so with me, my parents were like, hey, just let us know where you are. You can go out, you can go, you know, you want to go to parties, you want to go hang out with friends, you want to go to the mall, you want to go to the movies. All of that is fine. Just let us know where you are. So when it comes to raising kids, where she's like, oh, I have to know who's going to be there. I don't feel comfortable with you going to this place. Anything can happen. And I'm just like, mm, I think it'll be okay. I think it's okay if he goes. And so like having to balance that out and, you know, for early on in our, our marriage, you know, I would get frustrated. Like, why do you, why are you so scared to like, just let like my oldest son, Makara, why are you just so scared to let him just go? Why are you so scared to just let him go and do things? But understanding that that was what she was taught when she was growing up, like her parents just really didn't let her outside of their sight because they were so afraid that something was going to happen. Um, I mean, nothing happened. So she, she didn't have the balance of being able to go out and explore and 
be have some sense of freedom you know as a teenager you're able to go and take the bus downtown you're able to go to the mall you're able to go to the movies with friends and you'll come back you know later on in the night she didn't have that luxury so it really shaped how she viewed being a teenager so just understanding that you all come from different backgrounds and that plays a part into how you deal with life on a day-to-day basis together how about you cj nah uh i dig that really really dig that answer it is um there is a level of just recognizing that you two come from different worlds and you're bringing two worlds together so i like that answer i'm trying to think what what my answer would be because you both gave you both gave really great answers as you can tell i'm doing the classic stalling for time thing (laughs) classic (laughs) classic stalling for time the best the thing that that men should know before going did you forget the question that you asked no i'm (laughs) stalling for time (laughs) so piggybacking off of your two answers to not give the same answer i would say in a similar vein have your house in order i think as a man you need to know how to handle responsibilities how to pay bills how to take care of yourself uh how to buy groceries how to make a meal for yourself uh you should have a check-in and a savings and even if all you got is a check-in and a savings that joke is going to hit right for some people they're going to understand uh like that's what you that's what you're rolling with but there there should be a a very tangible measure of responsibilities that you've taken in your life that one can look to and say you are you are able to take care or help take care of someone else you are able to be responsible for another human outside of yourself and that doesn't come without garnering those experiences some good stuff i mean come on son this is what we do that's the double truth Ruth. the homies out here giving that good (laughs) advice because we done took a lot of bad advice. Yes. Oh and made a lot of mistakes. Mm. Says the says the man who will never rap or do poetry ever again. I'm retired, beloved. It's a shame. It's not. Retired. Just like my hairline. Retired. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's time for you to come home. <laughs> I'm transitioning. I told you my, my hair's in hospice. The transition. <laughs> Man, what did y'all do to take care of yourselves this week? I got a haircut. Mm. Yes, you did. You are on I the did. way. That's a I lot did. of forehead on this screen, though. It is. <laughs> Shut up. I know somebody <laughs> like it. You got to just come home. Just do it. I'm, I'm transitioning home. It's a process. Don't prolong the death. Just, no. just rip the bandit off. <laughs> Oh, my, my hair, my hairline has a, my hairline has a, uh, it doesn't have a non-necessity. <laughs> man, Avery, what'd you do to take care of yourself this week? You better not say um, landscapes. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, I had it too. Um, it was landscape. No. <laughs> what did I do? 
It's only Thursday every day. I know. Um, no, I I would say watching Bel Air was a form of self care for me. Like I, the reason why I say that was because it's like so many. It was so many nods to um, the the predecessor, um, and it was it was an actually enjoyable show. Um, and just like showed the complexities of a of a black family, whether they're rich or not, you know. So yeah, it was a form of self-care for me. Can we all agree that Carlton needs to get smacked? <laughs> At least once. As the episode five. Nah, nah, not even a smack. He he need he need that right hook. He need that right hook. Like Will was doing those right hooks left and right. <laughs> I will say the worst part of the show, two worst parts, and they both have to do with Will. One is, how do you pick a dude that's trash at basketball to be a basketball star? Awful. They very clearly taught him shooting form and nothing else. (laughs) I mean, that might be the trend because they did the same thing. with. I don't even don't watch the Black Soap Opera Power, but they did the same thing with Zeke and power. Like he is awful at basketball. He's supposed to be going in the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) They talk about Will. VCU is looking at Will. I'm like not dribbling like that. Ain't no way. Oh, my son is waking up. That's a problem. The baby is up. The second problem is this kid that's playing Will, there are times where he's very clearly doing a Will Smith impression. And it, it's yeah. just a little over the it's, top. He's doing like a Will Smith impression mixed with what he thinks people, how he thinks people talk in Philly. See, the amount of times that he says John and Bull, just in episode Bull. one. No Bull. <laughs> oh, that's John crazy. <laughs> it infuriates me. No one from Philly talks like that. Not over the top like that. No. I, I like the. Oh no, I was about to give you like Hillary. Time. We went through that already. We wow, already that. we like I, it. Uh, that. That was anyway. your, that was your self. That's that's why Bella was your self care. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to see Hillary. <laughs> that is terrible. That you that terrible. Is, how I terrible? I was talking about the show overall. I was talking about one character. Mm-hmm. You started off the pod talking about one character, and then your your form of self care was seeing the show that this one character just so happened to be in. You know, he probably fast forwarded through every scene she wasn't in. Yeah, you got no idea what the show is about, do you? I do know what the show is about. Thank you, Hillary. <laughs> it's about Hillary being an entrepreneur. Uh, anyways, CJ, what did you do as a you a wild you a wild bull, <laughs> man? Uh, unlike the kid who plays well, I actually played ball, and that's what I did for self care. I I went out and I hooped, and I got buckets, mm. triple double, double double, and for the first time, I would say since. October. Nah, I can't go that long. Even like we, we don't have we don't have a COVID. lot of gems here. 
We don't have a lot of gyms. Yeah, I got enough gyms. Go no, I mean you gotta pay to go. Y'all know I'm cheap. Yo, so even even at the beginning of COVID, when it was still a little scary, I was like, Yo, I need to hoop. So I'm going to the park, mask on and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I went I went I was, to the I was I was shocked. I was shocked that you was outside playing ball. I was outside playing with no mask. Mid mid 2020, no mask. Well, you you're in North Carolina where you guys tend to not take anything seriously. <laughs> oh yeah, they they're lifting our mandate on the 26th. Yeah. The hours is about to come up too. Wait, what? The whole thing? Uh I think that it's gonna still be in place for schools, but I mean I, I stopped wearing a mask a long time ago. Oh, okay. I'm just I'm out here. You sure you sure you live in Brooklyn or you live out on the island? <laughs> I I wear it where I am asked to. But okay. I'm I'm vaxxed, I'm vaxxed and waxed, baby. Oh jeez. No. What's up? You're a wild bull. Dude. Hey, that John crazy. That's <laughs> not, not, not wearing a mask. That John crazy. <laughs> Listen. I'm not about to start the COVID conversation and get us to lose what a uh, few followers we the have. Other, the, the other, the other, four, the other three listeners, the other three listeners, because Listen, the other four man. left when, when Avery started talking about Bel Air because they don't have Peacock. This is true, <sighs> but beloveds, we appreciate y'all for joining us on another episode of Kicking It with the Homie. As always, we ask that you give us five stars, five stars, five stars so that it will help with the algorithms and let other people find this wonderful show where we talk about a lot of things and nothing at the same time at the same follow time. us on the instagram at kicking it with the homie at avd underscore at trace underscore ninos underscore brown and at cj underscore quarter bomb that's q u a r t l b a U M gotta spell it. Oh, indeed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make a screen like Joe to see anytime that you roll me. <laughs> okay. Yo, I think that's it. We good. We out. Hi. We're listening to kicking it with the homie. 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 Oh, 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 oh. Me.